You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech and Future Tech Health Podcast. And I have uh, Nicholas Rue, Head of Marketing at Muna, M-O-O-N-A. Website is uh, getmuna.com. So Nick, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks to you. Yeah, tell me what uh, what is Muna? What's the uh, the company do? Muna is a French uh, sleep tech startup. Uh, we were founded in 2016 by Colin Juin and David Stoikovic. Uh, we both struggled with sleep uh, in their childhood and adolescence, uh, and they realized how big an issue it is across the world, with up to a third of the adults suffering from poor sleep. And they witnessed first and uh, the consequences of poor sleep, how it affects your mood, your productivity, but also long-term your, your health. And they both wanted to tackle that that issue, which is why they joined forces in, in 2016. And they've been developing uh, a solution that, uh, that revolves around temperature to help people that are struggling with sleep. So it's something they... Uh, found out after like start, starting looking at the the research around sleep, and they realized that temperature was both underrated and key for a good sleep, as our temp- body temperature varies throughout the day and it needs to right. decrease at night in order for us to fall asleep. And a common thing about chronic insomniacs is that their brain temperature, especially, is not slowing down. As it should be during during the night when they sh- when they fall asleep and that um, cooling down the head and neck area was proven by a, a few studies to help those insomniacs to fall asleep faster and get deeper sleep. Yeah, I get uh, I definitely get hot. My head gets hot on my pillow. And, exactly. Uh, most most you know, people uh, when you ask them, you if you if they sleep the pillow for the cool side, this is something that 50 60 percent of the people will say yeah of course it's 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 something i do pretty much every night and this is yeah this is pretty pretty normal as our body need to cool down and muna is a device it's a pillow pad it's something that you can insert on top of your pillow and it will cool you down or warm you up depending on the time of the night to give you a better sleep oh is it controlled by the uh the user or is it uh just does it sense the temperature uh, next the to user, it and change the temperature yeah. automatically? Good question. Thank you. Uh, the user has full control over the experience, but what we're going to do is suggest the right temperatures based on the user profile, the user sleep history. So we're using artificial intelligence to improve 
or algorithms and improve our suggestions or temperature suggestions over time so that the user doesn't have to do anything and we're going to regulate the temperature to have the perfect uh, setup for each time of the night. And let's say you wake up during the night, we're going to sense that thanks to or the few sensors that we have on both the edge of the pillow pad and also ambient sensors that we have uh, within the, the bedside device to to see that you wake up and then give like maybe a cool down the the pillow pad so you, so that you can fall asleep fast. Yeah, uh, well, one thing I thought of is I would think it would have to be very thin. Is this going to be on the part of the pillow that you lay your face against, or is it on the bottom of the pillow? And if it's, exactly, it's you know, more than a certain thickness uh, or a different texture, it could really alter how you sleep. That's a really good question, and and that's the reason why we chose not to do a pillow because there's so many different preferences for the pillow that we just wanted to do something, a pillow pad that is less than one inch thick that would go on top of any pillow and that wouldn't change your pillow profile. Well, I mean, how thin is it? Is it a half inch or is it even thinner than that? About an inch. And it goes, uh, what, inside the uh, pillowcase between the skin and the pillowcase? Exactly. So between the between the pillow and the and the pillowcase so close to your close to your skin then the the pillow pad itself has a cover but it's uh mm-hmm. it's pretty close to to your skin and how does it uh, cool i know there's a thing called the chili pad that you know sends water through it but that's like for the whole bed so how, how does this cool it is it is a similar system uh with water that that is running between the bedside controller and the pillow pad uh which helps us have the exact temperature maintain the exact temperature you want uh throughout the night because as you will put your head on the on the pillow it usually warms up and having the the water constantly flowing between the pillow pad and the bedside device helps us maintain the temperature you need to fall asleep and stay asleep well yeah the uh it doesn't seem like there's a lot of uh surface area and a lot of water that would flow through it. I would think that uh, you'd either have to flow the water through it extremely fast because there's not a lot of uh, thermal mass to cool someone with that small amount of water. It, it is. So what, you do know, you, what do you water, guys do? Water is surprisingly effective for cooling you down and and warming you up. The the eating and cooling properties properties of the of the water are much uh, much bigger than those of the of air. Which is why, the, for example, the temperature of 75, 80 degrees will sound warm if you compare it to the ambient air temperature that is recommended to fall asleep, which is in the 60s. Uh, but when you put your head on it, 80 degrees will feel quite cool. And that's the uh, set point temperature that's typical that, that would make someone feel good, 80 degrees? Yeah, that's, uh, the recommendations are different for each person, but around the X. 76 and 80 degrees is what we we recommend for uh, or the initial nights using Muna. Does this make any noise in order to circle, you know, cycle the water? Is it white noise or is it there's there's some noise uh, up to 25 decibels? This is something. This is obviously the first question that always come up, uh, and we've. We've worked a lot on the acoustic to decrease the noise that is produced not by the pillow pad, but by the bedside device, by the fan of the bedside device. 
uh, and we've reduced the, the noise to 25 decibels, which is uh, good enough for most of our users. Maybe the very, very sensitive uh, users will find this too much, uh, but it is it is good enough for the vast majority of our users. Just to give you some comparison, the the quietest AC is around 40 decibels, so much quieter than the uh, than the a silent AC. Yeah, except for people that like to sleep in dead silence. Um, you know, I sleep with a fan, for instance. So as long as it's white noise, I think probably de- 25 decibels will be fine. Yeah, that's considered most white noise. For, for those that are super, super sensitive, uh, we would recommend using uh, earplug. And, and if not, I guess the, the top 5% of people sensitive to sound, unfortunately, this is, uh, we'll try to help them as much as possible, but it will be hard for them if they're really, really sensitive to, to noise. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, does the, uh, the pad deform as you lay your head on it? I would think that, um, you know, squishes from one inch to maybe a half inch and then it pools around your head. Does it get in the way of your nose or your mouth? Or oh, does no, it, no. Uh, and what does it do? It, 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 there's memory foam surround, surrounding the, the, the pillow pad. So most, most of the pad, most of the thickness is the, the foam. So this will, uh, this will be reduced once you put your head on it, but much less than what your pillow uh, is reduced when you're, when you're sleeping on it. So that's the extra thickness, the extra inch of the pillow pad doesn't change anything to, to how you sleep. Yeah, because I would think, you know, if your head lays on the, the pad, like on the pillow, it would pancake it out. So the part that you're laying on would be thinner and this, you know, the, uh, the semicircle surrounding would be thicker. A little bit, but not noticeable. Okay, well, that's good. It depends on the material. So what do um, the users tell you when they use it? Like what's some of their feedback? So they're, they're very happy about it because most of our early testers, we've selected them to be people that are struggling with sleep and also that are what we call hot sleepers. Uh, those people that are always complaining about being too hot at night, uh, sometimes even having night sweats, hot flushes. Uh, and we've been a great help for those people. They can feel the instant relief from having an always cool uh, pillow. And, uh, and they're pleasantly surprised by the, the amount of noise the oak or silent Munah is. And uh, so, so far we've been very encouraged. There's, uh, there's still some work to do, especially on the, the software side, the app controlling the, the Munah, but it's, we're getting much closer uh, to, to where we want to be as the product will launch around May, June, and we were already, the, the app is already on private mode in stores. We still need to uh, update them and improve them for, for some features, but really happy about, about that as well. All right, so the user testing so far is saying that, uh, what, are people sleeping more peacefully or what's their experience? So going to sleep faster, and waking up less during the night. Those are the two things where we're optimizing the most. Yeah, that's good. Um, what about the rest of the body? Do you know, if, uh, like for instance, you know, I, I get hot, so I've slept with the blanket, you know, over my shoulders, and sometimes I'll have to uh, like pull the blanket down just a little bit, you know, 
so it goes below my shoulders to keep cool or you know let my feet out or i mean with the uh with keeping your head cool how much does that affect your whole body temperature it's it's hard to say regarding the whole body temperature as it is extremely hard to track uh and this is not something uh we have done yet because because again it's super hard to track and or end goal is not to change your body temperature temperature or end goal is to track how well you're sleeping and it's to improve how well you're sleeping so as tracking body temperature is harder to do than tracking your sleep uh we haven't measured that proxy metric that much but what i can tell you is that the perception of temperature just by cooling down the head and neck is huge like even during the summer when your room is hot, your uh, ambient temperature is very high, just having a cool pillow to sleep on will change your whole perception of uh, temperature. Yeah, it's sounding good. I'm wanting one. <laughs> um, so if uh, the ideal temperature is between 76 and 80 degrees, what, uh, why modulate it during the night? What happens as people sleep? What does their body temperature need to go to? The temperature will not change much during the night between going to sleep and uh, the rest of the night. What it may change and what we offer as well is to warm up the pillow pad in the morning to wake you up gently. So you're going to set up your alarm, let's say, at 7.30. And 20 minutes before that, we're going to start raising the temperature of the pillow pad, which will wake you up naturally so you can get rid of your alarm clock. And it's also... Very nice way to to wake up. This is something our test users have been uh, surprised with as well. Uh, that what we call gentle wake up is a is is a, a nice plus. So the the okay. So as it gets warmer, that helps to wake you up. It sends a signal what to make you uncomfortable and wake you up. Or why would that uh, the temperature so the, rise help you wake up? What is true at night uh, that you need to cool down in order to fall asleep is. Uh, true in the morning as well. So you need, your body temperature needs to warm up in order for you to be at your most productive level. Like there's a correlation between body temperature and your alertedness. Well, what about during the night? I mean, are there stages of sleep where your body temperature dips even further or goes up or down? Or you know, what have you observed? It continues. So when you go to sleep, your body temperature decreases and then it keeps decreasing until 3 or 4 when it eats rock bottom, which is about two degrees Fahrenheit lower, like the body temperature can get two degrees Fahrenheit lower at that bottom point around 3 or 4 a.m. than it is at its peak, which is around 6 p.m. And again, this depends on your, on your, on your, on your rhythm. So you can be, it can depend between one and two hours if you're a night owl or an early bird. Yeah, that's interesting. But what about during the night? It just goes down two or three degrees and it just stays there? Or does it fluctuate? It, it fluctuates. So that's, that's what we're going to try to improve as we gather more data once the product is out, is to, have, uh, to understand what is the right temperature during the night and for each moment. Right now, we only have a simple setup where you're going to have a specific temperature to fall asleep, which usually is the lowest temperature you have. And then it raises a little bit during the night, so it's not too cool because if you sleep on something that is too cool during the night, it may then uh, not be super comfortable. And and then at the the rest of and then in the morning it warms up. 
it warms up quickly to to wake you up. So this is what we're gonna what we have right now and what we're gonna have at first. But then using the data from all of our users, what we're gonna try to do is to be even more granular in how we regulate the temperature during the night so it adapts to your needs and maybe we're going to find out that we may need to lower it lower the thing during your uh when you when you when you wake up at night or or something else this is something we'll discover with the with the data from our users yeah i was going to say you're going to get data on a lot of people and how they sleep and how their temperature fluctuates so I would look for a correlation, you know, in REM sleep, what happens in deep sleep, what happens and maybe uh, go with the flow. You know, you may not want to keep it at the same temperature all night. I would uh, stick to whatever path you see people take and maybe then you could also uh, influence their sleep. You know, if, if you see that people, when they go into deep sleep, their temperature comes up a degree or goes down another degree, you know, you may want to do that with someone when they hit deep sleep you know, lower the temperature of the pillow while yep. they're in it. And then when they come out of it, raise it or, you know, REM sleep does this or, you know, there's a lot of possibilities yep. and I bet you a lot of insights from doing that. Exactly. All right. Well, that's good. That's excellent. Um, have you used the device or is it uh, yeah, not course, in your hands yet? We're trying to uh, use it as much as we can. Uh, and uh, that's the bottleneck right now is the number of prototype, which is uh, why we haven't been unable, we haven't been able to, send it to uh, test users in the US at the moment, because of the limited number of prototypes, we have to keep them in or around Paris where, where we are located, which means I've been able to use it quite often and give feedback to their engineering team. And we also have a clinical study going on in Nantes, uh, a city in the west of France with the, the hospital there. So we have 10 prototypes there that are being used by a PhD candidate, like a future MD for her thesis, and uh, and we we have the data from 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 those studies, so we have uh, tests going on going on there, and uh, yeah, I've been pleasantly again me, myself as well surprised by the effectiveness of the thing, and probably probably the thing I've been most surprised about when first trying it out this summer uh, was about how just having your head on a cool pillow impacts your perception of temperature throughout the body. So just by having the head cool down. So what did you experience? So, yeah, the, the, the cooling down effect and just the, the, the comfort it provided during the summer. We had a quite warm summer in Paris last year. Uh, so it was more than welcome uh, having, using Muna. I mean, what did you experience? You, you, you laid on it. Did you find that you fell asleep faster and that you woke up less? And yeah, you know, how sure, did that impact your sleep? Oh, I sure did uh, sleep faster. And uh, and work. I don't have that many sleep problems, so I couldn't tell because I, I don't I didn't I wasn't waking up that much during the night, so I couldn't tell the difference then that much. But the the more the bigger your sleep problems, the more we are able to help you. Um, and that, so for me, I'm, I noticed it mostly during the uh, going to sleep phase where I had the most trouble and I, where sometimes I would, it would take me 30 minutes, one hour to fall asleep. It was reduced to, I don't, I don't, I don't remember exactly, but 10, 20 minutes max. Is there anyone that uh, has tested it that had horrible sleep and now that you know, their sleep's improved and what did they say? 
some people, some of our users are, have been really bad sleepers and, uh, and have been greatly helped by Muna. Uh, they were, so they were very thankful for us for, for doing this thing. But unfortunately, those were only beta testers. So we had to take the prototype uh, back from, from them. And so they were eagerly waiting uh, to have their own uh, unit uh, at home. So what's the uh, the launch schedule? When will this be available in the U.S. and in other countries? It's going to be available uh, directly from our website, getmuna.com, G-E-T-M-O-O-N-A.com. Um, probably in May or June, it's hard to tell. At the moment, it will be hard to tell until we have the units pretty much ready to, to, to be shipped to, to the U.S., but it should be around May or June. We're in the latest uh in the last production phases are you allowing people to pre-order or what happens if people go to the website now we have uh we have had a successful kickstarter campaign where we had uh, hundreds of uh backers for the project and we we had it as well uh extra customers through our website uh we and we're offering a hundred dollars off for pre-orders so the retail price will be 399 and at the moment, we're offering Muna $2.99 if you pre-order. Okay. Well, very good. Um, so what's going to happen after this first uh, iteration? What are the plans for the future? Is to ramp up on, on marketing, uh, hopefully uh, going to retail. We've already, we are already in touch with a few retail chains in, uh, in France at first because it will be easier for us to iterate and understand how to position our product. And then we hope to make a second batch and then the third batch. Um, so that's the, that's the goal. Okay. Well, very good. So people can go to getmuna.com and, uh, Nick, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thanks to you. You're listening to the future tech podcast with Richard Jacobs, future technologies, such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3d printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, Virtual reality and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you.